the biggest thing for growth for me for Full Arch has really been honestly staffing changes, the staff structure changes. We in the dental office want to mimic our medical friends in the hospital when it comes to staffing. And I think that is a great disadvantage to do so because we are a we're serving patients, but we're also serving clients, paying clients. I talk to dentists every single day and they go, well, Gary, this and this, and I want to go here. And I'm like, have you tried increasing your marketing budget by 30, 40, 50%? And it tells you really quickly what's going on. And then how long did it take you to figure out like the pricing side of things? And then how did you figure that out? Uh, Was it just testing or did you kind of find a magic spot that works really well for you? Honestly, it's always in flux, to be honest with the pricing, but um, because unfortunately we, we also deal with the real world economy and sometimes when the economy is tough, um, you have to adjust your price to make up for it. Welcome back to another episode of the Full Arch Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more full arches so you can grow the way that you want. And today I have Dr. James on, and this was such an incredible, such an impactful show. He's going to share how he went from zero arches to 10 arches a month, and he's going to share with you his plan on how he's going to go from 10 arches to 20 arches. This is something that you have to hear if you really want to grow, and if you want a roadmap of somebody who's already been there, this is the episode for you. Stay tuned. All right, Dr. James, we are live and we were just having a funny conversation. We were talking about adding full arch to our practice. And Dr. James said, this gray beard down here is all from full arch and just had me absolutely dying. And uh, it is stressful. It's hard to add full arch. Everybody thinks it's easy until you do it. And so, Dr. James, I would love just to first of all, start off with roughly how many arches are you doing a month? How much money you spend on marketing and those kind of things? And kind of talk about like, uh, just, just what you're doing from a baseline, from, from an arch perspective. Okay. Um, I am doing about eight arches a month on average. Now, um, I am spending around 15% of my monthly revenue on ad spends currently. Um, and yeah, it has been, uh, a lot of mental shifts and, um, just overall structural changes in the office to get to this point. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And how many arches did you say? About eight arches a month on average. Eight arches. And then 15% of your total? 15% of my revenue usually goes towards marketing. Yeah. See, and most people, a lot of dentists don't think that way. A lot of dentists think, oh, I'll throw $5,000 at this. And it's like, uh, for, yeah, for GP, you can might be able to get away with that. But for full yes. arts, yeah. you're not even no. putting your toe in the water yet. So um, I no. love that you called that out. So what would you say the number one thing that's driving growth for you right now that's impacting those numbers? The biggest thing for growth for me for Full Arch has really been honestly staffing changes, the staff structure changes. We in the dental office want to mimic our medical friends in the hospital when it comes to staffing. And I think that is a great disadvantage to do so because we are a, we're serving patients, but we're also serving clients, paying clients. Most of Full Arch patients they don't have insurance that's going to cover more than two or three grand off off that yeah. that thing. And if you're selling full arch, if you're doing full arch, you know the two or three grand is nothing. Take it off top of the treatment at any point as to proceed with it and still be okay. So 
you're basically doing cash uh, cash paying patients for the most part. So you can't really structure your front desk like a, a dermatologist office or a, uh, a, a GI doctor's office. It just doesn't work. But that's what we do currently. You got front desk person, you got phone answerer, and you also present treatment. Your office managers present treatment. That doesn't very work very well for scaling up. It would be it's good for two to three arches, but anything more than that, it doesn't really work. Hey, happy new year! And thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got something really, really important to share with you that's going to bring massive impact to your practice. So every year, things change in your market. Every single year, people move, incomes change, populations change, and it's really important that you stay up to date with that. And one of the things that we offer to all of our customers, and we want to offer it to all of our listeners completely for free, is mapping out your new patients. So we're not going to only show you where your new patients are coming from on a map, just like this above, but we're also going to show you the income areas that they're coming from, the different pockets of income, as well as the populations to make sure that you have supporting areas to where you can attract more new patients. And lastly, we're going to map out all of your competition for you for free. This is 100% for free, no obligation. And we're really excited to share this with all of our listeners. So all you have to do is go to maps.smcnational.com. And it's first come, first serve. We're not going to offer this forever. So if you want to get this, get in now, get all your new patients mapped out for the new year. We're looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. So, so how did you, cause uh, I, I totally agree. One of the biggest things that I think that shocks doctors about full arch is that for every one full arch case that you're going to start for marketing, you need to get 50 to hundred leads to reach out to your office. So if you say, oh, I want to do three arches. What you're saying is I want to manage 150 to 300 leads. And then the first question is, is who's going to manage that on your team? One of the things that we realized right away for these GP offices is like, they don't literally know that no one has the time to do that. So we ended up, no. we do a lot of that. We do a lot of lead uh, management for our clients because they just don't have the time because 90% of those people aren't ready, right? It's a longer yeah. buying cycle or they're not qualified. So you have to, someone has to work through each of those and to create yeah. those opportunities. So how did you, how did you kind of work through that and solve that problem? Um, from spending way too much money. Um, that's really what happened there, to be honest. Okay. So I did all these ads and uh, apparently um, I resonated with, with people. I don't know why, but I did. And I, we got a lot of leads. But I realized that even when I doubled my marketing budget and for the ads that worked, one of the things I did that helped a lot was TV. And um, I did a lot of TV and TV is expensive and I still did it. And I was able to catch up to around uh, four to six arches a month on average. And um, I doubled my TV budget. And guess how much, how many arches I did? Four to six arches. Yeah. yeah. So I went four to six arches and doubled my budget and did four to six arches. And I realized that the problem is not the advertising anymore. I'm not managing my leads well. My front desk is just not handling it. And that was what happened. That's what I mean by I spent a lot of money is that I was able to comfortable and cruise at those numbers for a year, year and a half. And then when I went on, I felt like I was ready to increase and scale up. It didn't work. It's mm-hmm. like we're getting more calls, but we're only closing the same amount of leads. So what's the, well, what's the point in spending yeah. twice the money? That's such a good, that's what I always tell them. I talk to dentists every single day and they go, well, Gary, this and this, and I want to go here. And I'm like, have you tried? increasing your marketing budget by 30, 40, 50%. And it tells you really quickly what's going on. So what did you yes. do to go in? So when, once you realize that and you go, 
okay, I increase my budget, I get more leads, but I don't get more new patients. What did you go in and start changing and tweaking to, to get that number of starts to go up? My number one thing was, I mean, obviously I was still trying to do everything myself. So I, I, as much time as I could on weekends and nighttimes, I was listening to calls to see how my front desk was handling uh-huh. them. And I realized that we had a lot of, a lot of things to learn and I'm probably not the person to teach that. I really don't have <laughs> the time for it. So, yeah. um, what I did actually end up doing was that I joined another company that would do those that train people to do it. But the one thing they mentioned that I hadn't thought about wasn't just that my front staff was not, um, what you call it, doing the work properly, but I don't have enough front staff members to do it with dedicated roles. In the dental field, we like to toss everybody in the front, call the front desk. Yeah. You have a manager, front desk, with a, they uh, do one, bill- two or three. They do billing, Man- they do check-ins, they do Google reviews, they do HR, they do uh, uh, insurance, they do everything. But turns out that actually we should have about three different roles at the front or four different roles in my yeah. in my case right now at the front. And they have to be dedicated roles. They can be overlapping roles. Sure, they can help out, but really they're dedicated roles. So um, by separating the person managing the leads from the person presenting the treatment from the person just scheduling follow-ups and whatnot and leaving the office manager to do office manager stuff because believe me if you're going to do a full arch you're going to deal with a lot of technical difficulties you need somebody to spend the time to do that crap your office manager is not your best bet at following up with patients on collecting money just not i mean she could be good at it in which case you switch roles yeah yeah usually the office manager is good at those things that's how they raised up to office manager but that's the number one mistake everybody makes around full arch is like oh we'll just have the office manager close these and that means they're not doing right. something else. Yeah, that they, they're they not doing, they're not running the practice because you're not running the practice because right. you're doing the surgery, right? So who's running the practice if they're closing full arch? And that's that's where a lot of problems come into play. So, so okay, so you got your team dedicated. So you probably have a dedicated person. All they do is work on full arch leads all day, right? Yes, yes. That's yeah, pretty much 90, 99% role is, is just... I think the only time they step out of that role is maybe somebody's left the front desk and they're just stepping in for lunch or something like that. Outside of that, that's all they do is manage this lead. And then do they, um, have you got it to like a predictable cost per start on a monthly basis? Do you look at it that way? I know for our clients, what we usually think through with them is like, okay, you're going to invest uh, $9,000 into marketing um, and you're, and, and after the month's over, we go, okay, you had three starts from that that means your cost per start is three thousand dollars each and then i see and then we look at roi what was our roi and it made so if it well we made ninety thousand off of those three starts okay then that means your your roi is 10 to 1 is that kind of how you look at it or do you kind of track it in a different way actually i do look at it a little differently but actually similar so you said a lot of things in between um, that I haven't looked at it like that before. So I'm just going to tell you the part. I, we do a little bit of what you said at the beginning and exactly what you said at the end. I look more at how much am I spending. I look at how many leads are coming in. Then I look at how many that I closed and, and collected on. And so I'm just looking at the dollar spent to the dollar collected. So And I'm aiming for a 10 to 1. Once I hit 10 to 1, then it's time to increase the budget. If I can get anywhere near that. Perfect. Okay, so you're... So yeah, if I get anywhere near that 10 to 1. And then how did you discover price? I'm sorry. You said if I get anywhere near the 10 to 1 consistently, then I know that it's time to increase the budget. Yeah. 
Got it. And then, and then how long did it take you to figure out like the pricing side of things? And then how did you figure that out? Uh, was it just testing or did you kind of find a magic spot that works really well for you? Honestly, it's always in flux to be honest with the pricing, but, um, because unfortunately we, we also deal with the real world economy and sometimes when the economy is tough, um, you have to adjust your price to make up for it. Um, especially nowadays with interest rates being where they are, you're going to have to do it now. What we, we don't, I don't particularly just change my, um, pricing to match, uh, harder to get finance. And what I do is I try to work out a deal to where I'm taking something off the top to make up for the fact that you paid twice as much interest as you would about a year ago. That's kind of where I'm, I'm hey. going, but how'd I get to the pricing? Well, materials changed. Um, I used to do a lot more of the acrylic based stuff. And, um, so the pricing was on a much lower end of it, but once I moved into more porcelain stuff, the pricing went up with that and it did require, it was a gradual shift and a gradual lift. And I kept going a couple thousand a year, a couple thousand a year, eventually until I settled to the range that I'm at now. And uh, I did go over quite a bit and I had to scale down a little bit when, when I was losing, um, closing. So, um, it was a bit of a trial and error over the last five years. Got it. Yeah. I know a lot of people bump into that and, and it's a, it, it does make a big difference. However, if you have your financing worked out, right. And you have those people worked out, then it becomes less of an issue of how much you charge and more of an issue of how you present the options. Yes. Is that how you yes. think of it too? Uh, that's exactly how I think of it. I don't really look at it. I don't have a two, three page long treatment plan. I have a single line item treatment plan and I have a price. Now, how much of a discount would be? How quickly can we get you to commit to it? If I can work this out with the financing or if I can work with out with cash, are you going to the bank to bring me a, 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 a paper, uh, what's called a money order or, or some sort? Yeah, yeah. I take checks. I, I, I take checks for full arch. I don't need to inconvenience you for that. Because if full arch isn't something that you show up in the morning and you walk in out the rest of the end of the day with a full arch. So I'll take a check and we'll just cash it while you um, come in for your pre-op and things like that. So if we have a financial problem, we'll give you a call. So uh, anything to make it as easy as possible for the patient right away is the way I'll do it or convenient for the patient is the way I'll do it. And hey, I'll give you all the cash discount I can do and I will work out the financing with you and we can knock a thing here or two off to knock off the percentage. Those, that, that's sort of the way I do it. So my price, to be honest, even when I went a little bit over what I normally would collect, hasn't changed. I'm still at that price point. The discounts is what's changed. Got it. And then what's your like future goals? Like kind of where, so, so you kind of shared your journey of like, okay, I got started. Then I got to like four and now I'm at eight arches, six to eight arches a month. What do you, are you kind of happy where you're at and you're not trying to grow more or do you still have visions of growth? What, what, what's the future look like for you? Man, you just had to go there, didn't you? All right. So I'll be honest. Yeah. I have lofty aspirations. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know, but my goal is to be over 20 arches, really 25 arches a month is my goal. Awesome. And then, um, if like, what's your roadmap for that? Like just this, and this will help people because the way you're going to think through this, this next step is going to help people think through the other steps that they're at. So like what, at this point, how do you think through it? Is it as simple as just, Hey, we're going to increase marketing and we're off to the races or is it like, yeah, no. Okay. So yeah, let's talk through that then. So what is it going to take to get you to that 20 mark? 
with where we are right now, where I'm at in this office, I feel like um, most of the changes will have to happen in-house. Marketing is going to be the last thing that's touched. Um, marketing will not change unless all the changes happen in-house. If I am not handling my leads, I'm hitting that 10 to 1. If I am not doing well with follow-up care, if I'm not getting those referrals in because patients are happy, adding more money to marketing means absolutely nothing. It's it's Well, dumb, actually, it will hurt you more, right? If you're, it will hurt, let's yeah, say you have unhappy. Unhappy customers, unhappy patients, exactly right. So this uh, first part of the rest of 2023 and a good first quarter of 2024 is dedicated to sharpening my 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 in-house people my people themselves and doing those type of things so one of the things that i am planning to do is what is the actual staffing that i truly need i need to mm. figure that part out because yes at eight arches eight to ten arches a month currently that i'm at my staffing is great but i know that things are gonna have to change if i'm gonna try to double and triple that so um if i'm going from eight to 25 it's gonna be different from even 10 to 25 that's that's yeah. a little bit of a difference there so we do 10, we do 12 arches to a month sometimes, and sometimes we do four and six, and the average is around eight. But what is the difference when we're having a 12-arch month versus when we have a six-arch month, and how do we scale that up to a 20-arch month? What do we need? Yeah. Is it more assistance? Is it a second dedicated person to the phones? Is it a, a second treatment coordinator, or is this just an additional front desk? What is it that I need? That's what I'm working on right now. But my current work thing is to find and to train up a good treatment coordinator and then see where I, the treatment coordinator maxes out in terms of time. If I could figure that part out, then I know what I need for 25. Yeah, so that's so good that you broke that down because a lot, and we talked about this before we hit record on the call, so many doctors go, I want to do full arch because it's, it, it's fun, right? So it's like the hardest treatment you can do probably in dental. It's It's also probably the most rewarding uh, just personally, yeah. because if you do a filling, no one cries that you changed their life because you gave them a filling, right? But when you do yes. full arts, like people cry and like they're like, "You changed my life," and and they're super happy, and it's the most rewarding financially, right? Like you're not getting ten yeah. to one ROI on 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 uh, you know on fillings and, th and cleanings and stuff like that. Crowds. So yeah, so it's so it is like the Super Bowl of dental treatment. But once the doctor goes and learns it you're not even close to ready to start doing full arch yet. You, you have to operationally, you have to be sound. Uh, treatment presentation is like, if you have nobody on your team who's ever closed $20,000 treatment before, it doesn't matter if everything else works. You will fail. You won't be successful. And then, and then you have to add in marketing. And most people start at marketing and they go, and I love that you said, no, 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 marketing's last. Because marketing yeah. doesn't work if you don't answer your phones, if you can't present treatment, yeah. if you can't see the yeah. patients. Like marketing's just a big waste of time. So I love how you broke that down. One one last question for you. So, um, yeah. what if 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 you could go back and talk to yourself as you were starting out, what would be like one piece of advice that you would give to yourself around launching Full Arch and and doing everything that you're doing now? Um. Stop worrying about the equipment and the flashy new things that are coming out. There's going to be some time when you'll be able to afford it and then buy it and go for it. Um, work hard on your staff. And unfortunately, um, it also, working hard on your staff typically, for me also, really means when you have that gut feeling that this person's not right for the role, make a change. Whether it's shifting the role or letting the person go, 
because they're going to make or break you. Um, if you're fighting a battle that seems like you're always fighting it, make a change. That I think that's, that does, that'll be my thing. Also be flexible though. Be flexible because yeah, this is, this is one of those situations where you are presenting treatment as though you're selling a Porsche, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of have to look at it like that. You, you, yeah. it's not just, you're not just handing over a nice crown or 16 veneers. No, no, no. You're selling a Porsche and it's pretty quick response. So you kind of have to talk, you have to be open. I, my biggest thing I'll say to myself is, dude, just stick to the basics. Stick to the basics, save some money, and not, don't be afraid to talk to your patients about money because that's really the, the one of the top things that will hold them back. Don't be afraid to just yep. have that conversation, shoot straight, let somebody else handle collecting the money and all that stuff, but find out what the patient really truly can afford and wants because sometimes what they want is what they can afford. So, and sit there and just talk to them about what they can afford and stop talking to them about 10 different options that is out of the scope of what is real. That's what I'll tell myself. That's awesome, man. Dr. James, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. I told you this before we came on the air, but I'll tell you again. I really appreciate you coming on. You don't have a ton of upside to come on and share what you're doing on here. It's not like it's going to bring you more new patients or anything, but I know you're doing it to help people like yourself uh, because yeah. there isn't this information out there. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that, make everybody better. And uh, I, I know the people who listen to this will really appreciate you. So thank you. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. No problem. My pleasure.